wonder if you've ever been completely, totally, 100% sure you heard your spouse say something only to ask about it later and she says, what? I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. Uh, that hasn't happened to me in the past uh, six hours. But about <laughs> that point in my day, uh, I was talking to my wife and she said, no, that's not what I said. And I, I said, yeah, you did. No, no. And she said, you don't hear me. I get frustrated that you don't hear me. Um, I know you haven't been guilty of that, but I'm John Fuller, joined in the studio by Greg and Aaron Smalley. We they, always hear each other. They perfectly. lead our marriage team, and they're here for an intervention on my behalf. <laughs> well, I don't. I didn't say wife. that. Yeah. What are you talking about? So, um, as we kick off, let's go ahead and hear from Pastor Rob Flood and his wife Gina. Rob is a pastor, and he's on staff at Covenant Fellowship Church in Pennsylvania. And uh, the Floods talked to Jim Daly and me about ways to improve communication with your spouse. Rob, you have a knife analogy. I wanted to make sure we get to that. What was the knife analogy and what can we learn from that? So one of the things that's very important to realize is when, uh, when if your wife or your spouse ends up sinning against you, that can land on you as a wound, right? And Nothing you're going to do is going to undo that. What we need to be conscious of is, is we don't take a knife and, and then hurt our spouse back. What that ends up doing is she cuts me the first time with her comment. If I cut back, that only adds another wound to the marriage. It adds, it adds another thing that has to be forgiven, another thing that has to be healed. So now because of my retaliation, it's not a response, it's really a retaliation, We've now got two things we've got to deal with. We have, we're, we're further damaged. And so it's important as someone who's being sinned against that we realize, okay, I've not just been sinned against. The marriage has been. Let me not further damage this mm-hmm. by adding another sin or another offense to the problem. Mm-hmm. Let me pick up on this same theme because you guys really experienced this where one of you was saying something that was misunderstood and it, it, describe an example or two of how that impacted your relationship. Gina? It can still happen. <laughs> no, it still happens. He <laughs> no, wrote the book great. and it still happens. Because it's true. It's, there's no perfection on this yeah. side of heaven, right? right. And so right. we're going to stumble. Hopefully we have longer periods of time where we can run the good race. But right. somewhere along the line, we do trip a little. I think the tools that are in Rob's book are excellent. They're tools that we use in our communication regularly. They're tools that we've either heard about along the way, read about along the way, developed. And those tools, I think, are really the foundation. They really are. One is mirroring. What were you getting at, Rob, when you talked about mirroring? So this is a wonderful... Let me give an example from that first year of our marriage and how mirroring would have helped. We had a disposition of judging one another. We were not being gracious. There was no charity we were giving to one another. And so if she would say to me very innocently, if she were to say, hey, Rob, have you taken the trash out? What I'm hearing is you think I'm lazy and negligent. Okay. You can see that's going to go well. (laughs) I love the reminder. (laughs) (laughs) If I said to her, hey, what time is dinner? She's thinking, oh, he doesn't think I'm going to cook for him tonight. There, there was this, this judgment we're adding, uh-huh. but not voicing, right? So the tool of mirroring there for a couple that's looking to work through some of these misunderstandings, she says, you know, have you taken the trash out? The best response is for me to say, oh, no, I haven't. Thanks for the reminder. But if I'm in a bad place yeah. and I'm, I'm offended by that otherwise innocent comment, 
if I want our marriage to press towards godliness, I need to respond by saying, you know, hey, sweetheart, did you mean to judge me as lazy? What did you mean when you said that? Were you just asking me to take the trash out? That kind of clarifying question that mirrors back to her what it is that I heard her say. And now she gets to say, oh, no, 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 that's not what I meant at all. And in the tool, in the chapter on that tool of mirroring, one of the most important pieces of this tool is that the person who originally made the statement, in this case, it'd be Gina, she gets to decide what she meant and didn't mean. Right. Right. So she says, you know, did you take out the trash? When you say that, Gina, are you are you meaning to judge me? No, 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 I'm not. Well, yes, you are. Well, now I've just obliterated the tool because I'm committed to conflict. I'm the fool in that moment, committed to conflict. But she gets to decide what she meant. If I say something, if we're talking through a significant parenting conversation, and I, I suggest that we don't discipline this way, but this way, she could think, well, he doesn't want to discipline. He doesn't want to punish the kid. All she has to say is, so here's what I'm hearing you say. And now I get to say, yes, that's what I'm saying. We get to move forward without misunderstanding. Or no, 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 that's not what I meant. I get to decide what I meant. And then I clarify and we move mm -hmm. on. That's when the tool of mirroring really helps. Yeah, no, that, and it's really good. I like that. And every couple at every stage of their marriage can employ that. The earlier you do it in, in your marriage, the better yes. off you're going to be. As you're describing this, something that pops into my mind is when we come to a conversation with someone, we're not just bringing our words, we're not just bringing our tone, we're bringing that inner narrative with us. So if we are telling ourselves lies, if I'm saying to myself, you know, I'm struggling with, I, I'm a lazy wife, I'm not doing this, or he thinks I'm a lazy wife, all of that is going to come into the conversation as well. And so it's on us to make sure that we're believing truth. All right, Erin, I think we're going to come to you. How have you seen that asking a simple question like, what did you mean by that? Uh, how does that help clarify misunderstanding between people you counsel or better between you and Greg? Well, you know, because I'm we never, yes, well. we never miscommunicate. <laughs> no, I, I that's always, why you are the hosts of yeah, this podcast. I laugh so hard when people will call and go, well, Greg said this, and I thought you said that. And I'm like, we don't communicate ever. So, and they're like, nice, you're the marriage people. Yeah. And imagine if we hit things like that. And I'm just waiting for her to admit that I was right. So, But there's something so powerful about asking, you know, what did you mean by that? Or help me understand, because really what it does is it sets up that I may be misunderstanding you. Miscommunication is so relevant. The statistic is high, like 70 plus percent of communication is miscommunication. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if we just assume that we're going to miscommunicate, it makes it all that much easier to ask. I'm not quite sure what you just said. Can yeah. you help me out? So there is a point in my conversations with Dina where if I ask that, she gets frustrated. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do then? Well... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to hear this, Greg. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, that's a really good question. Yeah, maybe it's the way you're asking it. Have oh, you ever thought about maybe totally. the, the, the three tone, fingers pointing back? The tone to and you. the motive is always yeah. suspect. Well, and so I would ask John her, do you know, what would I ask you when I don't understand you? What would be helpful to ask you? How would I say it? 
you know, maybe it, it is. Help me understand. I'm not getting it. I'm it not, you're so important. Yeah, it invariably comes back to what you were saying, Greg. Tone. Yes. Or where she thinks I'm going. Like, oh, you're being the prosecutor here, mm. and I don't want to play that game. So, so I. That's on me. That's my. That's my problem. So I need to soften it and say something like, "Hun." I'm I'm just not catching it. What yeah. what are you saying? Yeah, I, I liked your question. Uh, it it Aaron was a really good question because yeah. you're putting the ball back in Dina's court to go. Okay, what what is it? How would I want John to actually ask me when mm-hmm. he's genuinely not understanding something? But then throw in you know the the value statement of what you're saying is so important to me and I really want to get it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm hearing you right now. Can you can you tell me what you really want me to understand? Because mm-hmm. yeah. often, I mean, let's just face it, that often for me as other ladies, that oftentimes it's easy to go on many different tangents and because everything ties together. So it's easy to present a lot of information and in overwhelm. a short amount of time. Someone. Yes. Greg never gets overwhelmed. He's <laughs> just the face I saw right here, right now is very familiar. Well, we have about 70 years of marriage between you two and my wife and me. Yeah. And I think what if we're offering any hope to especially younger couples, it's like, this is just a part and parcel of marriage. But you can listen to you two. You're laughing about this. That's good. <laughs> there is hope here. It doesn't have to be me against you. In fact, this morning... Uh, when we were having our miscommunication, I ended up moving from one chair to the sofa where Dina was, and I sat down and I said, "I'm not your adversary in this." I want. I took her hand, and we prayed mm. just to make sure that she understood the miscommunication is a byproduct of us being humans. It's not because I don't like you or I don't want to understand you. It's just there's something going on here. We're both a little stressed. We just need to slow down and remind ourselves we're one on this matter. Bottom line, you're so right that because we're humans, we do miscommunicate, and it's not always going to go well. And so it's just recognizing that, that if we can humble ourselves in those moments to, to say something like, I don't think I'm understanding, or help me understand, or even adding in the benefit of the doubt that I know you don't intend what I'm hearing right now, or I know Mm. you didn't mean to hurt my feelings, or I know you didn't mean to not do that. So it's just, it's recognizing we can also control our thoughts about our spouse and our heart toward our spouse Mm -hmm. by simply going, you know what, that's not who he is. And in this moment, I'm not sure what's going on, but even the most successful couples will struggle with this. Yeah. Yeah. It was actually, I'm sitting here thinking about our 14 year old daughter and, and how often I get frustrated with her trying to understand, trying to get, what are, what are you saying? <laughs> and and it, it does, it, it kind of went back down to what you were talking about. There's a way in which I can choose through tone, through just the words I, I pick to use in that situation that I can either frustrate her more, shut her down even more, which mm-hmm. only is going to create more trouble between the two of us as we're trying to communicate or, but I notice when I just take a moment in and just go, okay, just relax. Saying that to myself, I wouldn't say that to her or to Aaron. I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> you, you, yeah, we learned. don't ever want to yeah. say that to a spouse. <laughs> just relax. Um, yeah, when I'm willing just to have sort of that tender, it's mm-hmm. okay. Kind of, let, I'm being patient here. Just yeah, try that again. Yeah. Help me understand. Mm-hmm. 
then it can make a difference. Right. Well, I so appreciate that. And Greg, go ahead and um, just give a pitch to our listeners about the Loving Well podcast. Uh, We have a new season underway. We're going to link over to it in the show notes, but... Um, there's a lot of what we just talked about and so much more in the podcast. Yeah, this I'm so excited about this because really it's all around how do we reconnect using just really simple, practical, small steps that any of us can do. Because we, we all get busy. There's a lot going on. And, and yet I want to find some just easy ways to reconnect with, with my own wife, with Aaron. And that's exactly what we're talking about, just taking different issues and going, okay, around that, Here, here's how you guys can reconnect together. So it's a great, just simple tool to use within your relationship. Well, if you like what you hear on this podcast, make sure you dial into the Loving Well podcast. As I said, the link is in the show notes. And don't forget to donate to Focus on the Family today. Uh, when you make a donation of any amount, Uh, We'll say thank you for being a part of the support team by sending a copy of the book by Rob Flood called With These Words. It has some great insights to keep you on the right track in your marriage relationship. We'll link over to ways to donate, get that book, and also, as I said, to the Loving Well podcast. More from Rob and Gina next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire staff, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. (music) 